Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us is Miss Rachel Norman of Try Hard Fitness, coming to you from Staten Island, New York. Rachel, what's going on? How are you? Hello, Joe. I am so excited and honored to be a part of this podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I love the enthusiasm, Rachel. I can't wait to dive in and pick apart what we can learn from your experience as a business owner here. Um, But before we do that, I'm a big believer in context. And so for the people who listen to this that aren't familiar with TryHard or with you, how do you describe your gym? How do you describe what it is that you do? So TryHard Fitness is a facility. It is a family. It is a little world that you go into and it's for all walks of life, whether you are an athlete, whether you are a beginner, whether you are someone of a disability, there is a program in our facility for you. And and so at the essence of it, I try to try to boil things down into simplicity as best I can. At the essence of it, we're trying to help people, right? We want to get from A to B at its, at its very, very simplest core. And, and so take us back a little bit, Rachel. I mean, there's been a few different iterations of this. Rachel and I were jamming out before we started this recording here. And, and so there's been quite a, a tale for you to get here, but at least in the studio that you're in now, when did you move in here? So I moved in to TryHard Fitness at 2381 Highland Boulevard about three and a half years ago. Okay. What were you looking for in a lease? What was sort of the, the non-negotiables that we were, were seeking in this space? Uh, so I was definitely looking for an expansion. Um, I was looking for something to be long-term to where I am not expected to leave within a specific time frame, And um, I, I got that. You know, I was kind of like forced to leave from where I was previously, which was a 1,000 square foot location because the building that they created, um, they built it or fixed it after Hurricane Sandy. It used to be one establishment, but then they cut it in half and didn't put any insulation between it. So I had a bridal lady next door to a gym, so it didn't work out. So I was pretty much like forced to leave and it turned into being a blessing from going from 1000 square foot to hearing them flush the toilet and cough to going to a 2000 square foot and they could care less of how loud we were. Yeah, always uh, something better and, and bigger and at least in the iteration that we're in three and a half years to your point. Throughout your time as a business owner, I want to sort of just look at this from a high level perspective before anything else. Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite part about owning your own business? And on the flip side of it, what's been the most challenging part about owning your own business? Okay. Um, the best part about being having my own business, and it's something that you've probably heard all the time, is you you are your own boss. Like, you know, you're your own boss. That's it, you know. Um, I can create my own schedule. I, I'm a minority female woman and 
I made it. Like I have my own business. I'm, I'm established in that way. Um, you know, it makes me like, like a boss, like, like lady boss, like yeah. a boss, a New York boss. I don't know. <laughs> I never really thought of it that Any way. Any number of hashtags we could choose from. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just like, it's like a powerful thing. Like, oh, wow. Like, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, and, um, the second one you said is my least favorite or challenging. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge of owning your own business? Oh gosh. The biggest challenge, Joe, is, you know, the customer's always right. And I've always had it that way as the customer's always right. And the biggest challenge for me is I am such a passionate person and I really put myself into everyone's shoes. So, you know, you can definitely tell that I didn't take business in college. Um, I really put the customer like primarily first on a pedestal. So that's been my challenge of not having a backbone to say no. However, at the same time, it has kept me with five stars, even on Groupon, which you can't make up reviews. I have over 60 reviews, five stars. Yep. And every review is five stars. So the yep. biggest challenge for me is just kind of like not being like, no, that, that's unacceptable. Like, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, I think of all of the, the interviews that I've done on this show, it's sort of a spectrum between purely passion focused. I don't care if you pay on time, we'll serve anybody and anybody. And on the other side of it, purely profit focused, all I see are credit card numbers. And if you can't pay, get the hell out. Yeah. I think the best and most successful examples are somewhere in the middle. I think we need influence from both sides of that to run a business with any kind of longevity. And especially for you being so close to New York, the, the market is a little bit different than many other places. A hundred percent. And so for a little bit further context here, the model of this is mostly in the group class setting. Is that right? Well, money is coming in from personal training. So that's where the money is coming in. So have a medical grade infrared sauna. So, you know, for those that are interested, Joe, can you hear me? Because it seems like there's a problem with the connection. All good now. We lost you for a moment, but continue on. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, so aside from classes and personal training, I have a spa in the back room. Um, it's about maybe 300 square feet where I offer cryo fat freezing. And then I also have uh, two medical grade infrared saunas. So, um, you know, clients can go in there, relax, sweat out toxins, tighten their skin. So it's like nice little perks, perks of luxury that, you know, they can purchase aside from that. So the big thing that's making me pay my rent right now is the combination of cryo fat freezing and personal training. I am doing everything I can to rebuild my business as far as classes from the pandemic. So it used to be classes, but from the pandemic, what is keeping me going, it's the personal training and the cryo spa. Yeah, and the pandemic is important. I think it's irresponsible for us to act like that wasn't a thing. Everybody in the industry got hit to some capacity. You mentioned your numbers took a considerable hit on the group training side of things. Significantly. Post-pandemic. Um, and so I wanna explore sort of how we fix that, how we overcome that. And, and so walk us through 
the marketing and, and ways that you've generated interest for people to find you to join the group X side of things? So I never really invested in marketing. Um, so through my, through me being in business, I just like would grow my business on Groupon because that wasn't an investment. Um, me having my business, I've come across so many gym owners and I kind of feel like they bluff a little bit. Oh, we're doing great. We've got 300 members. Oh, we're fascinating. Oh, we're doing wonderful. And, you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but you know, I'm in the same industry. So, you know, I always struggled. I always just made it, you know? Um, I think anybody that's spent any sort of time in the industry knows at least internally, whether they'll admit it or not, they know internally that the industry is not all sunshine and rainbows. It's definitely not sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> it can be. They're, those, they're, they exist. We just need to seek them out and, and find them. And so it's, uh, it's taken a bit of a hit, but for you to, to rebuild this group membership, what is the, what's the strategy? How can we do it? Okay, so I recently um, did put an investment towards a campaign. Okay. Um, I don't know the numbers yet because we didn't launch it yet. I so see. I had uh, someone from Canada um, create my website and redesign it because I created my own website. And I figured before I do this campaign, I want everything perfect. So right now I'm trying to brand myself. I want Try Hard Fitness to be known everywhere, not just in Staten Island. I have a dream. You know, I have a motive of, you know, Try Hard Fitness is for all walks of life, not just those Instagram models that you see on social media. You know, it's for everyone. It's also for mental well-being. And the whole mental well-being aspect is something that my clients are promoting. They're tagging me on Instagram. Hey, have fun here. Um, I just had a photographer come in doing videos of testimonials and three of them were saying, listen, I come here for my well-being. Yeah. I come here to like break free. So I didn't really realize how much of an impact mentally my clients come to my gym and appreciate coming to the gym just for their mental well-being aside from the fitness aspect of it. This sure. pandemic has put all of us, so many of us in a form of depression and a form of just feeling like we're lacking something like we have we've been hiding for like two years so it's like now i have clients it's unlimited for a majority of them if i have three classes a day i see them three times a day like this is no joke like i literally see them three times a day so yeah, i have three, <laughs> i know so i have to remind myself to say hello to them the same way i would if i didn't see them a week ago you know right. yeah. um but yeah you mentioned investing in in this campaign what is that? Is that social media ads? Is that what, where are we launching this? So I really hope it works because this is my first time that I actually put a big investment. So I invested a couple of thousand dollars towards this company that is supposed to be sending out a thousand postcards every month for three months to the same people in a six mile radius of my facility. So I don't know if that's going to work, but let's see how that goes. In addition, they're going to be posting ads. So let's say you go on Instagram, you'll see a gorgeous face of me doing a roundhouse kick <laughs> or, or of one of my members in a wheelchair, gorgeous, hitting the bag. Um, and uh, so that will pop up um, or Facebook, it would pop up. So it's like a campaign that's going to like pop up with videos and ads. You click on it and then it leads you to try hard fitness. So let's see how that goes. Other than that, it was always just word of mouth, Google, 
Groupon and again, word of mouth. I've yep. been running my business for over five years from word of mouth. Yeah. And, and I think any sort of marketing that we talk about needs to come back to the fact that it's usually a toolkit and not a singular tool, right? There's many ways and many resources that lead to success. Word of mouth is one of them. And you recently invested in, in a company to do some, some mailing. Why did you choose to go that route versus say maybe the, the digital route in, in social media or Google or whatever it looks like? Um, because they created like a package for small businesses. So it's a combination of all of that. It's the postcards, it's the social media, it's the popping up on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I see. Um, so it is combined. It is a package. Yes, it's a package. So, you know, it's something that, you know, it hurt me a little bit, but I'm like, you know, let me do something different. If I want to brand myself, if I want to get my name out there, I'm going to have to invest in a little something. Sure. You know, forget the Louis Vuitton bag, which I never owned one anyway, you know, invest that money that you would get a Louis Vuitton bag or whatever, which a lot of people in New York would love to have and have already and put that towards something that can help you grow. Yeah. So, you know, people do know me on Staten Island, but I want everyone to know Try Hard Fitness. So in yeah. order to do that, you're going to have to invest. Is the bigger focus of this to get people towards the group fitness classes? Is that sort of the end goal? Yeah. A hundred percent. And what I did was I did something that a lot of businesses would probably think is not smart. So basically while everyone is raising their prices, try hard fitness has lowered their prices. So what I did was for the classes, I significantly lowered my packages. However, for the personal training and the cryo uh, spa, I kept at the same rates. So I have it to where my, I have 5am classes. I have it where you can come three times a week. It used to be $175 a month. It came with, with nutritional coaching and a lot of one-on-one -on -one measurements before and after a lot of work was involved. It came to being around $15 a class three times a week. I lowered that to $99 a month. Wow. That's a significant drop. That's a big drop. That's a huge drop. Mind you, I used to have 40 people in my 5am. I now have 11. So, and so this is, was that more a, a survival move than anything yes, else? 100%. Definitely, definitely survival of the fittest right there. And then I have another three times a week. It excludes the 5 a.m. It used to be $150 a month that came to like $10.40 a class. And it's now um, $125 a month for three times a week. Yep. And then I have totally unlimited. It used to be $225 and now it's $200. So I lowered my rates. And um, I think that by people seeing that, they'll be like, oh, wow, these rates are much lower than this other facility. Let's go try it out. Sure. Um, I'm going to do it. You know, a lot of people would disagree. Like, don't, why would you do something like that? But guess what? By me doing that, I'm actually regrowing my business. I think it's always important to keep in mind that like, this is your business, Rachel. <laughs> you started it so you could make the rules. Uh, is, it, is it important and a smart move to listen and hear outside feedback, of course. But at the end of the day, this is your business. And so exactly. you get to make that decision. You yeah. thought it was the best thing, at least at the time, given the information that you had, right? Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. think that you'll bring them back to where they were at some point? You know, 
I'm so happy that this is being recorded because I know, Joe, that I am going to triple, quadruple of what I used to have. So I just- In terms of people or in terms of the pricing? In terms of people. So oh. I used to have um, pricing. I, I want to keep fair. I want to keep my prices fair. Sure. Think about it. LA Fitness, they have a membership for $40 a month. They have thousands of people going to that place. You know, I want to keep my prices low and get thousands of people coming to my place. I want to have classes running all day, every day. Right now, I'm a one-woman show. It's so difficult to find trainers that are reliable and want to come in. But it's going to get to that point, and I'm confident. And I'm manifesting that I'm going to be able to have over 300 members from 100 to 300. So that's what I'm manifesting with having my rates as low as they are. Got it. Okay. And so really looking for growth. And, and I always like to ask what growth means to the entrepreneur that I'm talking to. And it sounds like growth for you, at least as priority one, seems like just exposing this to a greater crowd of people, right? How can we get more people through the doors? Is that right? Yes. Not only that though, Joe, I mean, I'm so happy that you mentioned that money's going to come, right? I'm going to be a millionaire. I know I am. I'm already making well over six figures right now. It's not about having that person pay the $250 a month for unlimited. It's about getting that person that is suffering from depression and massive weight gain that wants help that comes into my facility and feels comfortable. And I know that I'm helping them and they can afford, even though $200 sounds like a lot, but when they add it up, they can come up with $200 every month and they lost 10 pounds that month and they're coming and feeling good and they're leaving out feeling better. Yeah. Well, and there's facilities just across the river from you charging $500 a month and people not even blinking an eye at it. So look at that. It's all relative at least. Yeah. Look at that. That's so true too. For you. I mean, the idea here we've sort of touched on it is, is growth more people in, but big picture this with me for a moment, Rachel, what is sort of your vision here for the longer term with TryHard fitness? So I'm newly married now for about two and a half years and my husband thinks I'm crazy. So right now my facility is 2000 square feet. I have about 25 kickboxing bags. I just invested in 11 commercial spin bikes. So I'm going to be doing spin classes. Um, my vision is expansion, getting from 2000 square feet to 4,000 square feet, getting from 4,000 square feet to 6,000 square feet. So I plan on just growing. I want to grow. I want to have a tryhard fitness in, in Manhattan. I want to have a yeah. tryhard fitness in Italy and Greece. I want to be a franchise. That's my goal with a motto though, not just, you know, money, money, money. No, tryhard fitness, a place for everyone, mm. a place where you can come in and you feel like a celebrity, yeah. you know, that's my goal. This is, it's, it's fascinating to see because you can hear the passion just sort of exuding from your voice, but this has come a long way, Rachel. I think it's just as important to look back as it is to look forward. As we run a bit shy on time here, I, I've had a blast having this conversation with you. Where can people find out a little bit more about what you do? Is there a website? What are the social media links? Yes. So um, plain and simple, I'm mainly like an Instagram girl. So right. my Instagram is tryhardfitnessnyc. 
and my website is tryhardfitnessnyc.com. I'm also on Facebook, Try Hard Fitness NYC. Fantastic. Rachel, I, like I said, I, I really appreciate having these types of conversations with entrepreneurs and giving them the ability to be proud of what they've done, but at the same time, humble and recognize that there are still work to be done and, and plenty of opportunity and untapped potential. So I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm excited to see what the future of this is going to be. And, and believe me, I'll be cheering from, for you along the way. Joe, I'm just honored to even be on your show. And I thank you so much for finding interest in me and what I do in my business. And I just thank you for everything. And I hope that Jim Lords becomes huge internationally. That's right. <laughs> we do as well. And so thank you, Rachel. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a duo, two special guests here. We have Jordan and Kai with Fit Body Bootcamp out of Texas. What's going on, folks? How are you doing today? Happy Friday. Hey, doing well. Happy Friday, man. Hey, how's it going? I appreciate you guys being here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you guys get started in the first place? Awesome. Yeah, I'll take that one. So um, I'm the owner and Jordan's our facility leader and um, head head coach. And uh, so that's kind of, that's how we do things. Um, we're a FitBody Bootcamp uh, franchise where we do 30 minute large group training. Um, our main focus is helping um, people that really need, you know, some help lose fat, uh, build muscle. Our typical avatar is going to be, you know, somebody between 30 and 50, uh, that is busy and really needs um, some quick, you know, effective workouts to get in there and, and lose weight and uh, get that, hit their fitness goals. Uh, so I'm actually a primary care um, family physician. And so I came at it probably a little bit different than a lot of gym owners. Um, but I actually saw within my practice um, sort of the root causes of a lot of health problems. I mean, it's obvious, I don't think it's a secret to anybody, but I just saw it day after day, year after year in my practice. And instead of just, you know, going at it with medications and seeing these people month after month uh, struggle, I really wanted to be proactive and, and uh, help those people in my local community. And so uh, started dreaming about opening a gym, uh, saw the need in our community personally for like quick 30 minute effective workouts done for you, except, you know, what you have to do when you get in there. 
Um, and so there wasn't really a boot camp. There were a lot of CrossFits. There was a big box gyms, but not really that niche. And so I saw that niche and capitalized on that. And um, we got going. So that was over four years ago now that we we started that. So that's kind of that's kind of how we got started. Yeah, that was that was April 2018. Yep. The College Station Fit Body Bootcamp opened its doors. Um, and yeah, just been growing since then. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys are growing together. A little bit of a baby over here. I love that. I love that. And so um, let's say this, right? And I'll start with the bare bones basics. How many members are you guys at currently? Currently, we have 227 boot camp. Um, and that's our large group personal training model. And we also offer a 55 plus kind of that medium size group personal training. And that one currently has 51 members. That's absolutely taken off in the past year or so. We've really, you know, doubled down and um, hired a head coach for that section of our program. And that's been an awesome just boost and impact to what we do at FitBody. Yeah, that's awesome. And so now if I came in, I always myself as the avatar, if I came in and I'm like, Ty, Jordan, I'm ready to get started. Let's do this thing. What would I then have to pay to become an active client or member? So our process when we have a new incoming client is we essentially start everybody with a free workout. You come in, we just want to test the waters and make sure that what we do is a good fit for you and for your goals and that it works for your schedule. Um, and honestly, that that client is going to be able to take the first step to get into our doors. You do the free workout and then we transition you into, you know, an LBO or some sort of a trial program. They're generally about four weeks long. Sometimes we'll dabble in the 28 day, 21 day realm. Um, we've done eight week challenges before, but essentially some sort of a trial program that's a little bit lower barrier, um, anywhere from 21 bucks to, you know, $29 a week on kind of that higher end LBO. Once you finish your LBO, we sit down with you with what we call a strategy session. And that's, essentially our kind of goal setting appointment to make sure that your goals align with what we're going to be able to coach you on and what we're going to be able to help you with. We get a little bit of a game plan and then we talk through our different membership tiers to see which one is going to fit you. Our most popular membership is $39 a week. And that's just our fit body way membership, our bootcamp basics. You get unlimited workouts, you get one-on-one -on -one coaching accountability to make sure you're actually showing up. And then a little bit of nutritional kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching on the back end that we do essentially every quarter um, with that goal, with a recurring goal setting meeting. So that's what the onboarding process would look like kind of if you walked in. Gotcha. I love that. I love that. And the fact that, I mean, I can definitely tell you handle the front end deal there because <laughs> you knew it word for word. Felt like I'm ready to sign up right now. I love <laughs> it. I love it. That's awesome, man. And so now for you guys, what has been the best practice of finding new clients sure well i mean i think in general uh you know that that is changing continuing to change but facebook's probably been the biggest one just social media in general um we we try to you know branch out and fish in a different a couple different ponds obviously um, when we can but i think realistically we'd admit like probably you know facebook um getting leads there. Now, obviously we nurture those through texting, email and all that kind of stuff or from a lead acquisition uh, model. That's probably the primary place we've, you know, kind of 
kind of found those leads. Um, referrals is probably our second one just within, within our system, yeah. within our current clients. So, yeah, that's what I was going to chime in with. I think referrals are another big one. Um, and that's a lot different than how I thought it was going to be. And even like, I think for Kai as well, when we mm-hmm. both started off, like, I think we assumed referrals would just be this really seamless. Like you ask your clients for people who they think would be a good fit in our program. They would give you their name and number, and then you would call them and it would be this like really seamless acquisition process. But realistically, it's just creating a good product, developing really good, authentic relationships with your clients. So then they know, like, and trust you. And then they slowly over the years, talk to their friends about your business. And then when the time is right, or when their friends Mm -hmm. schedule clears up, I got, we get a lot of walk-ins who are just like, yeah, I know a couple people who go here. Um, And college station's a pretty, pretty intimate community. Mm -hmm. I would say where a lot of people know each other. And so just helping that word get out. And generally it's not even just like one referral. Like they don't say, this one person referred me it's well i know so and so so and so and so and so and they'll name off like five people who go to our gym mm-hmm. um which is a lot different than what we thought it would be but referrals i think are another big one um for just the steady flow of of incoming leads yeah that's awesome and the fact that you guys both know what's going to be your best source of lead generation it really says a lot and also i mean the fact that referrals is your second is even a better kind of scenario here because if you think about it, you're getting consistent traffic from your social media and, and other external sources, right? But then internally, you're getting referrals. It means it goes to show number one, your fulfillment is awesome, right? Because people refer to raise their status. So at that point, it's great enough where they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to bring Barbara and Deborah and all this stuff. And it's going to constantly compound because your service is only going to get better. But plus the social media, I mean, come on. That's awesome stuff, guys. And you'd be surprised how common we don't hear that. So the fact that you guys are doing that, it's great stuff to hear. And so now a little bit of a tough question, but let's see if leads, clients, traffic was unlimited and hypothetically speaking here, of course, how much more can you guys handle? What would be that max? What would you guys be able to kind of stop at? We talked about that kind of 300 number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At our current facility. Um, we are in the works for a new a new facility. We're going to move um, within the same complex, but just a, a new building. Um, but yeah, we think probably large group boot camp, probably around 300 members. So we're probably about 75 out to um, where we think. I mean, obviously you have to see how that feels um, when you get there, but that's kind of kind of what we think from a large group perspective. Um, now, our plan, obviously, to continue to grow the business, there's a couple different avenues. I mean, notification is obviously one of them, but outside of that, within the current location, adding different levels of workouts, obviously, um, I like joke. It's kind of like a church, like it only gets used on Sundays, like, but you want to use the building all the time. You pay for it every second. Right. So to use the whole building throughout the day, like fit body forever was actually a really good ad because those people come in between, seven and 11, which it's really hard to get your typical busy, um, you know, mom or dad in at that time. So that's really boosted our Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning of actually using the facility. Um, and then small groups can fill in in between there, even other times, maybe early afternoon that we haven't really utilized in the past. So 
<clears throat> that's kind of a layered question, but for large group, I think around that number, but our goal for profitability and to keep growing is to sprinkle in more profit centers with the same location. So. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And congrats on, on, on getting ready to move in a new location too, before it even happens. But you guys will definitely be in there soon. Um, and so, you know, here's a little bit of a long-winded question, but probably one of my favorite questions is you kind of gives you, a, it's a good way to kind of self-reflect and almost interview yourself in a sense. So if you need to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. But um, in, in the fitness and gym industry, I'm sure you guys know, this, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right. your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three pillars, where do you guys feel like you can improve the most? That's a good question. Uh, more immediately, I think it's retention. Um, I don't think that's a recurring issue, though, or a, a recurrent hole. Um, we always kind of use the analogy of like, you have the bucket of water, but you have the hole in the bottom. You're, you're never going to, you're never going to fill the bucket. Um, and one of our guys in our franchise says, you have to lock the back door. You got to make sure that anybody who comes into your facility and they sign up for a membership that they're, that they're there for the long term. That's, what's going to lead to, to growth as opposed to just, you know, new clients, new clients, new clients, new clients. And I think there can be so much emphasis put on sales that you, you miss that retention point. Um, so we always do, uh, like we put a pretty heavy effort on, you know, keeping our cancellations low, um, and trying to make sure that it's just things that you really can't prevent. Like, I th you know, those are the things that we want to cue in on, right? It's not the people who are moving to a different city. It's not the people who are, you know, their husband loses a job and they're, they're going through some sort of life crisis. Like, really, no matter how good your service is, you're not going to be able to keep those people, but making sure that we keep those, we keep that retention as, as large as it possibly can be. Um, and I think on the lead side, you can kind of touch on this, but Kai already talked about making sure you have multiple poles in the water um, is probably our, another area of our focus. Yeah, I think, I mean, leads and new trials, I mean, typically we're having the conversation around not that we have too many, but we have plenty. Um, it's, you know, we, we work on more, more just like closing them into a membership than it is like actually having enough trials per week. Cause we at least, you know, the last few months have done really good there. Um, I would say I agree with Jordan definitely on, um, cancellations and retention, but also on the, uh, you know, leveling people up and adding services. And I mean, I think that's a, that's something that I think just within the last three to six months, we've really started to focus on because we realize like there's a lot of profitability in that, in that component. That's the one that's, in my opinion, really going to raise your profitability the fastest. I mean, a new member is great, but um, so adding services like supplements, um, you know, like you said, nutrition tiers where we coach them more, adding the small groups, that's a higher ticket, um, you know, uh, product. And then um, from there, we have other things, you know, there's gear and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a big focus, too, that we're working on. Yeah. And I think when you talk about that profitability standpoint of just like, how can you service your members better and what can you do more of? We've kind of realized that it's not one. There's not one magic key that's just like, oh, well, if you clear up your 
retention, or if you get enough leads, like boom, that's your secret formula, but it's a bunch of little things that you can level up and maybe it alone isn't like this gigantic needle mover, but if you're systematic about doing those things over the year, you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh man, all those little changes, if we, if we sum those together, they were, they were a big impact, not only for the business, but they allowed us to make a bigger impact in our clients' lives. And then you're not struggling with the, like I already said, new clients, new clients, new clients, new clients. Cause I think that was, we lived there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like it was just the, you're always trying for more. You're always, you know, you're just like, okay, well, what do I have to get to, to even just break even from the people who are leaving this month? You know what I mean? Like I have to sell 12 memberships this month and that's not even growth. That's just a refill what you're going to lose. So rather than the battle always being new, 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 it's okay. Let's take the people who we already have. Let's service them better. Let's get them better results. Let's coach them more. Let's offer the ability for them to get supplements in our facility. Let's offer, you know, the ability for them to get gear, which is going to make them feel more like a community, um, do the small groups, do six week camps on the weekends or on a Saturday to help level up their fitness and, and make them care more. You know what I mean? Like with our demographic, we're dealing with a lot of people. And I think this is gyms in general, people who don't love to exercise. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for our coaches, that's always a really hard thing to remember because we all love exercise, right? Like we love fitness, but we got to remember, Hey, Mrs. Jones, doesn't love exercise. (laughs) Like the reason she's here is because she doesn't go to the gym on her own on a regular basis. So the more you can inspire fitness, that's one of our core values. The more you can inspire fitness and get them to take ownership and take those next steps of buying a supplement or buying your t-shirt or doing a meal prep service or getting involved in a small group, doing a six week camp on the weekend, setting up a goal setting meeting, doing a nutrition jumpstart after they start a membership, like Mm -hmm. those little things. Yeah. They add profitability to your business, but then they also help those other areas like you were talking about. So you don't always have to fight the new client battle. Mm -hmm. And those are your best referrals too. You know, that, that client that's that engaged is always going to be your best referral source, you know, nine times out of 10. So, and they're your best success stories usually. No. You know what I mean? Like you very rarely have the success story because I know as gym owners, like, or people who work in the fitness industry, like that's what you want, right? You want like your poster children. You want everybody who comes into your facility to be a poster child. Um, And generally those aren't the people who it's like, I come in two times a week for my large group boot camp and I leave early. (laughs) I leave during cool down and I don't get there for warmups. I don't mingle with anybody. I don't create community. I don't create connection. Like the people who are your best clients and who are your best success stories are the people who, you know, don't miss appointments, who take advantage of their quarterly meetings, who get involved on a nutrition plan, who tell coaches their goals, um, who probably, you know, buy supplements. We all know supplements are not the, are not the end all be all right. Like there's no secret magic pill for fat loss, but it's that level of buy-in that Kai's talking about that, you know, really expedites their, their journey. Yeah. It's that conviction. You want to have that conviction in yourself, just like you have the conviction in your business, which I'm sure you guys have looked at the amount of conviction you guys have. It's impossible for it not to go over into them. And I think that's awesome. I can just, you talk with so much passion, both of you, to both of you. And, and, and honestly, impressed with how thoroughly you understand the entire process of, 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 you know, this 
lead gen plays into client acquisition, that plays into retention, that plays into ascension. The fact that you guys understand it at such a high level, it's, it's super impressive. So, so and I appreciate the honesty and transparency as well, though. To answer that question and, and, and not, you know, just highlight just the good, if you will, but to understand that even regardless of success, there's places to improve. So thank you for that. The last two questions for you guys. And my two favorite questions, by the way. And I know you kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's, I'll ask it again. And then maybe there's a, a bigger answer here, but you know, we actually know, yeah, there's, we know the short-term goal, but what's the long-term goal? What's the bigger picture? What do you guys try to accomplish down the road? You want to take that one with your gigantic yeah. vision? Of, I think, I mean, like we already said, this ties into the fact that you know, Kai was obviously involved in the medical field beforehand. He's, you know, a primary care doctor and mm -hmm. loves that and services people all day long there. And then I'm more of the exercise background. That's where my degree lies. And yeah, I've always done fitness um, before it was working with middle school and high school athletes. And now I get to work with the Mrs. Joneses and get more on the mm -hmm. business side of fitness, but, um, relying on this guy's vision is huge. Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, a lot of what we're doing vision wise has really come in and probably say in the last year or so has really ramped up a lot. Um, for one, our franchise has really um, upped its its game as far as like its vision and its um, resources that it gives us um, in what it does. And so that, that's been obviously helpful for a good framework. Um, but, uh, you know, without talking particular nuts and bolts, I think it's just like our clients want to continue to grow and be more fit and to maintain that and then to, you know, grow. I think Jordan and I, want to grow in our professional um, capabilities on how we serve our clients and we want to continue to grow the business. Um, ultimately, we both want to serve and help people get better um, mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, and so not 100% sure what that always looks like, but whatever our local community wants or needs we're always open to that. And, uh, you know, but in general, I think our big, our big vision is continue to inspire fitness, um, to help people, um, get healthier and, and stronger. Um, I'm also obesity medicine certified. And so we're going to, we're going to get into more and more coaching and, um, nutrition because a lot of our members get, um, come and they work out a lot and a lot of them get really good health results from that and fitness results. But we all realize, that the nutrition and the, um, you know, the diet component and then the mindset mental coaching component are huge parts of that too. So I think leveling up in that area is going to be a big focus. Yeah. We, and we yin and yang in that in a lot where I will just tell you like Kai is definitely the, the visionary one of the both of us where I think one of his biggest strong suits is not waiting for an idea to be a hundred percent solidified before we act on it. But you know, you'll like, I had to learn this in business where you can never have a 100% guarantee that something's going to work out because if you wait that long, the market's going to pass you by, or honestly, people are going to pass you by with their mindsets. You know what I mean? Like this thing is cool right now. And if you wait for that to be a 100% success, you're going to, it's not going to be cool by the time you actually have time to capitalize it. So he's definitely more of the visionary. That's, that's a big gifting he has. And it's, it's really helpful for me because I'm definitely like the, I'm really passionate about not getting bit by the idea fairy. Um, <laughs> and I know he's laughing right now, but like, 
I can't tell you how many meetings we've gone into where like he's got a new idea and I'm just, I like am the alt, not Debbie Downer because we obviously share the same mission, but I'm like, nope, that's not our thing. Like we got to stay in our lane. And there's, tr- and there's truth to that, truth to that, right? Like you got to know your avatar. You got to know your client. You can't try to please everybody, right? You can't try to be a CrossFit, big box gym, boot camp, and, you know, women's fitness facility all in one. Um, you kind of have to pick and choose what you're, what you want to be the best at in your area and what you want to be known for. Um, and that comes back to sticking to your core values. But I think I definitely have a tendency to, to sit more in that idea fairy realm of being like, nope, that's an idea fairy idea. We're not going to do it. Like, that's not our thing. That's not what we're good at. Um, and so Kai balances me out with, well, hey, no, that's, that's maybe not our thing right now. But if we keep doing exactly what we're doing right now, then like the market's going to pass us by. And then we're, we're going to get caught in that new clients, new clients, new clients thought, mm-hmm. because you're, ne- you're never expanding your, your service level. You're never expanding how you impact people. You're never expanding how you change lives. So I think we do like, we do a yin and yang. And yeah. That. It's a great balance. I think that's, and that's one thing. I mean, I would just recommend to other gym owners, especially new ones, like find a good team, find people that you work with, find people that have different strengths and gifts and that balance each other and then work with each other. Don't be like, so like, I can't be super visionary and big picture and not realistic and listen to Jordan about the realistic daily things it takes to accomplish these things. And he can't just like totally shut down all of my visions and plans or we're never like, neither of us are going to work well. Things aren't going to move forward. So find good people, different talents and gifts are great, but be open to working with each other on those. So that'd be mine. And you have to establish good, good meeting routines and establish those future rocks so that you and your team are on the same page to know kind of where you're going. Um, Like I used to struggle with this a lot and I know I've told Kai this, but like he's a really big visionary. He's got huge ideas and like everything always ties together where like, well, Hey man, it's totally in the realm of possibilities that, you know, we own a 30,000 or $30 million facility where he's doing medical practice and we have this and this, and we're offering all these things. And like, for me, that's, that's really exciting and that's cool. But then that's out there. Like we know that that's so far out in the future and we know that that's such a big vision that if we never get there, but we, we continue to navigate, like Kai says, you navigate the market, you see what's, what's going to appeal in your community. You see what you're good at. You see what the people who you're with are good at. Like that's another thing is playing to your team members' strengths, seeing what they're passionate about, what they're going to be able to execute well, and then leaving flexibility on kind of where you, where you end up. So I know you asked about the long-term goal, (laughs) um, but for us, that's, that's always kind of a moving target. You know what I mean? It's the bottom line stays the same to inspire fitness and change lives every single day. Mm-hmm. Our rocks stay the same for the current year. Um, and then even for the quarter of what we're trying to do. So that's kind of how we prevent from getting bit by the idea fairy within a quarter, because if we outline something for the quarter, the market's not going to pass you by in a quarter. You know what I mean? And if something becomes a really big needle mover for us to see like, no, we need to capitalize on this, then, okay, you expedite it on the list for the next quarter, but you have to identify those rocks. You have to move on them. Then you brainstorm future rocks. Yeah. There you go. Some of those become a rock. Some of them don't. Some of them become gold. Some die. So yeah. Yeah. And 
and you might get to the end of your year and like we said understand that there's a there's a different path to get to where you want to go for the long term and i think not getting locked in on the okay well you know in two years we have to be at and you put in like i think this is really common and like honestly we i feel like we did this at one point where it's like in two years we have to be at 300 boot campers 100 fit body forevers we have to have this we have to have this we have to have a supplement line boom go out and execute but i think if you do that you miss a lot of the opportunity for sure that was a great idea maybe when you open the business or maybe that was a great idea when you had been operating for one year, but I mean, you don't know what, what the future is going to bring. I think people can get so locked in on those big goals. Um, and honestly, like their pride gets in the way. Like I know for me as a coach, that's, that's a big thing for me to not, you know, to be aware of. Cause I sometimes have to swallow that and be like, okay, no, it probably is a better idea to not shoot for that previous goal. Let that goal die, keep the same mission, keep the same vision, but just go about it in a different way. Totally, totally hit it right on the head. And, and so one last question for you guys, and I'm kind of curious to see where both your perspectives and whether it aligns or whether it's two different perspectives. But, you know, if you guys could go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you guys? Man, one piece? No, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a few of them. I think we talked about, and I'll let you take this one, but just the understanding that you're opening a business and you're not, um, you're not just doing fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier. Like um, we came into it and actually I had like a, a, a random client kind of ask me about this. And I said, well, opening a gym is a lot less about opening about the workouts, about the technical part of being a trainer. It, it's much more about starting a business. It's about working with people. I mean, it's probably um, a lot more similar to, you know, a lot of any other service business than it has to do with like fitness, other fitness businesses necessarily. Um, yeah. So that's definitely one is to realize like, if, if that's what you want to do, you're opening a business, you're serving people and fitness is your product. It's your avenue of doing that. But, um, so that's, yeah, I think that's a big one. I've, I don't know. I was thinking of two specific instances whenever we talk about that is, um, like for me, my background is obviously in exercise science. Um, and I remember like going to school, getting my degree, you think the whole time you're like, Oh man, when I'm a, when I'm a personal trainer, when I get, when I get clients that are mine, they're going to have the sickest periodization known to man. Like I'm going to be hitting them with hypertrophy and strength and power and fat loss. And we go and weave in there some cardio and functional movement. And it's just going to blend together in this harmonious, like beautiful picture. If you get to work with this robot client that you think you're going to work with, but then you have to realize like, okay, that's, that's like 2% of what you actually get to do. Like 98% of it is getting the client bought in and understanding yeah. that, you know, okay, like right now I'm working with the Mrs. Jones and I'm working with, like I already said, people who maybe don't love working out. So really the, the periodization side of things, like you have to have the knowledge in it, but that's not what you're going into business for. You're not going into business for, you know, writing these amazing workouts. You're, you're going into business to, change lives and inspire fitness every single day. And I know for me, like that came full circle. I'd only been working for like maybe a, maybe a month 
at this. Yeah, it was 28 days. Cause when I, I started, um, I started on a Monday and I came in the other three coaches who had opened the business. Um, they had their last day on Friday. Yeah, they were part-time coaches. Yeah. Part-time. They, they went to med school and grad school and, um, one move cities, but I came in, I started. And on the Monday that I started, we had a, we had a challenge that started that day as well. So yeah. I've never met any of these clients and I start on Monday, like coaching them with nutrition and being there on the mat coach is a 28 day challenge. Now at this point we'd had a, a facility manager mm-hmm. who didn't coach at all. So for me right away, like that was, that was like my sweet spot. Like I got to coach nutrition and I got to coach fitness on the mats and she was taking care of all of like the businessy side of things in terms of client acquisition and sales and, you know, that whole realm. Well, with these challengers, um, some stuff happened in her life and it, it was a, a God move for sure, but she didn't get the opportunity to close any of those clients. So I get thrust into the driver's seat and Kai tells me, okay, well, we got to set up meetings with all these people next week to, to talk to them about their goals and continuing because like their trial or their program is up at day 28. So I sit down, I remember I met with like two to three clients that first day and I'm talking to them about their goals. Like I'm, I'm coaching the heck out of them. Like I'm listening to a one lady cries and like, you know, talking just about her life and fitness and how life-changing this has been. Literally I get to the end of the meeting and I'm like, all right, Mrs. Jones, you're going to, you're going to keep killing it. Take the tactics that we've taught you and go out there and keep being great. Okay. Okay. And then she walks out the door, Kai comes back in or Kai comes, touches base with me at the end of the day. He's like, how the, how the sales meetings go today? You know, like, did we get them signed up for memberships? And I'm like, memberships. Like I was supposed to sign these people up for memberships. I thought they were just doing a 28 day program. And he's like, well, yeah, but the goal is to keep working with them. I was like, Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So then that, you know, going forward, I, I, I understood the mission, but that was just like not a part of, of my journey at all. And I think coaches can get really focused on like the, the here and now. Mm -hmm. And I just, I didn't zoom out enough to be like, well, yeah, you're not going to do anything doing 28 day challenges for the rest of your life. Yeah. You really want to impact that person. You have to figure out how to work with them long-term. Yeah. You got to work with them day 29 through the rest of their life. But I always touch on those two funny stories because I think if I was going to go back and talk to previous me, I would say those two things. I'd be like, okay, you're getting into business. You're, you get to do fitness. You love fitness. You love nutrition. You get to do those things. That's how you're going to impact people. But remember the, remember the mission. The mission is not fitness. The mission is to change lives and impact people for Jesus every single day and love people like Jesus did and, you know, be a light in these people's world. And then just, you know, understand that in order to do that, you have to work with them mm-hmm. long-term. Yeah. Mind you real quick. I think um, one of the coaches in our uh, organization says this, but so I'll steal it from him, but I think you can make um, what you think you can do in a year. You can do a lot less than you think you can do and progress in a year. And you can do a lot more than you think you can do in five to 10 years. So just like being able to say, Hey, like you can set these one-year goals, but as long as you're persistent and consistent, 
man, what you think you can do in five to 10 years is probably way more. You're probably selling yourself short. So I really like that. I think that's a huge thing for people to, to set their mindset on, you know, be consistent, take one step at a time. You're probably going to end up further than you think you will. No, that's huge. Yeah. Cause I think even like for us setting KPI goals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, even when we started, it was like, and it's really easy to look at the stuff on paper and I'm sure, you know, you're familiar with this and other gym owners are familiar with this. You, you reverse engineer all of your goals, right? You're like, okay, if I want to be at 200 members by the end of the year, I'm at 50 right now. That means I have to gain 150 and you do all the math. And I know I'm going to lose this much percent. So that means I need to sell X number of memberships per month and boom, it's going to be glorious. We're going to be at 200 clients at the end of the year, just as long as we do these things. And it very, very rarely goes exactly to plan with, with the, with how those numbers match up. That's for the year. But like Kai said, when you expand your vision, you go, okay, let's just set a five-year goal because you're going to learn things every year and you're going to operate differently every year. You're going to have new ways to service people every year. You're going to have new ideas. Like you're going to tune into podcasts and you're going to read audiobooks and you're going to learn how to, how to better help people. Um, so I would, I would go back and I would tell me that. And I'd be like, I, th- I know you think you're, you're really good at fitness right now, but you don't know anything about business. And I would tell, I would tell both of us that like, mm-hmm. you're going to be in such a different place in three years. You're going to be such a different place in four years. You're going to care more about personal growth. You're going to care more about growth as a business. You're going to care more about how you love on your team. Um, like I never, I never thought about that. I never thought about how to manage or, you know, engage with my, you know, like my team and even my clients, like all that stuff has changed. Mm -hmm. And just to tell that person, like, yeah, you're going to operate way differently in three years. So if you keep yourself narrow-minded, you're not going to get there because you're not going to be able to do a lot in a year. Like you just aren't, but zoom out, be able to make it five years and then be able to make it 10 years and then be able to make it 30 years. And you, you can do anything that you, that you want to. Yeah, I talked about a freaking mic in the both of you. Holy cow. Oh, way to close it out. <laughs> Look, listen, it's a pretty good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Instagram, your website, your Facebook, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Cool. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> what's our, you can tell our website and our Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're, we're all- <laughs> um yeah ending really well there but yeah we're a college station to body boot camp on facebook um we're www.csfevc.com um so find us on there and hit us up we'd love to love to chat or and uh, yeah we're, we're here and and rocking it so yeah facebook page college station fit body boot camp check us out um the one thing you're not going to be able to find on instagram or social or website but I still got to give a shout out to is Jade and Caitlin. Uh, those are our wives and we could not do what we do without y'all. So just know that we appreciate you and yeah. we love you and the late nights that we work and the extra stress that we bring home and the conversations about fitness and business that you <laughs> probably don't care too much about, but you no, listen to and, and give input. I know they care, <laughs> um, but just know that we love both of you and um, Jade, I will just say you're the best wife in the whole world. And I love you so much. And, 
like I said, our listeners aren't going to be able to find that on, on the gram, but that's where, you know, that's where my shout out needs to go. Yeah. I'll second that hundred percent. So I don't care about my follower. Uh, I don't think I posted on Instagram in like six years. Oh man. So I'm sorry. I'm not a good, I'm not a good follow. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. Thanks to everyone who tuned in today. We appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Brian from Rise Fitness in Neosho, Missouri. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to have you here to have a great business conversation with you and hopefully provide some value to our listener today. Um, but really, before we dive into the nitty gritty of your business, tell me a little bit like why, Brian, did you decide to go into this crazy business of owning your own gyms? I have been an entrepreneur for about 10 years, a little bit over 10 years now, and fitness has always been a part of my lifestyle. Um, but whenever I die, whenever I started to dive into the real fitness industry and being able to open up gyms, um, I wanted to really pour into like local small communities. So between eight and 15,000 people in a small community and for people to be able to have an affordable way to go to the gym and enjoy it and not have to drive 25 miles to a, you know, a big corporate place. Um, so that's really what got me heavily involved into the fitness industry and pushed me to open up my fitness center at Neosho. Awesome. So bringing, you know, this, this fitness to small communities. I mean, I grew up in a small community up in Maine. Um, there wasn't something like this in my community, but I think that the community for sure would have benefited from it. Um, you know, people up here, you know, they don't have a ton of money. And so like, if they had an affordable fitness option, people would probably be a lot healthier. Um, so, you know, for, for, for you, just give us an elevator pitch of rise fitness. Tell us who you are, what kind of services you provide, just paint that picture for our listener so they can get a good understanding of, you know, where you're at. 
Okay. So Rise Fitness, we have two locations working on a third, probably going to have five to 10 in the next, I would say five years. Um, Rise Fitness, what we specialize in is, is a, sorry, what we specialize in is a 24 hour facility. We have unlimited tanning. We have saunas in our locker rooms. We have a full free weight section. We have a cardio section. And then we also have classrooms so that we can run Zumba, yoga, and HIIT classes. And then we have personal trainers that work with our clients as well. Um, in most of our gyms, we do have a little turf area where people can do some type of CrossFit training, um, but we won't offer that in every location. Um, but to include in, into each one of our, what something that's included in every one of them is we have 24 hour access. We have a kid's room to where kids can go in there and just sit down and watch Netflix while their parents work out. And then we have full locker rooms with saunas. And then we do like big showers. So we do four foot showers so that they're nice and comfortable for whenever people come in, they don't feel like they're all crammed into a shower. It kind of feels a little bit more homey so that whenever they come in on the lunch break, they can actually take a shower and then get in and get out. Um, the unlimited tanning comes with it as well. And then we offer our hit and our Zumba classes completely free as well. Um, yeah. And we just have different times on those. So mostly everything is included in the monthly membership fee. Is it yes. just one membership or do you have kind of different levels to it? So we have a contracted price and a new contract price. Um, a single membership, $24.95. Uh, no contract price is $35. And that's per member, no matter how many people you want to do. Um, we have a couple's membership that's $45. Bucks, and then we have family memberships that are $55 and $65. Um, and those are all contract pricing as well, but that does include everything. That's awesome. And so um, people can really come in and take advantage of whatever they might want at a really, really affordable rate. Yes. So I have to ask, is personal training a big part of the business? Do you guys make a decent amount of money from personal training or is it something that you're kind of building up or, you know, where are you at? It is something that we are building up currently because whenever I opened up, um, my background is not in personal training. So I didn't do any personal training. It was basically just a stop and go for people to come in and work out and get in and get out and go back to work or go home. Um, now that we've expanded to these two different locations, um, we have four or five different personal trainers and then we have three instructors for our classes. Um, but their business has picked up dramatically since we moved into the new facility at Neo Show. Um, we went from having no trainers to four trainers in Neo Show, and they have been crushing it. That's awesome. Are you, do you contract them? Like, are they running their own business within your business, or are you making so them leads? I do mine a little different. So, with most of my personal training, the trainer keeps most of their money. Um, so, whatever they charge per hour, because I, I want the best trainers in the area, I don't take a big cut off of them. Most of the time I get back 10 to 20%, but I try to keep that low so that if they want to help out a client and they want to see them grow, but they can't afford it, they can lower their pricing down because they're going to be making most of their money anyway. Um, that has really benefited and, and gave me the best personal trainers that I can get. And just by offering them and everybody that personal trains with them has to have a membership, obviously. But with that, I generate so much more revenue off of the memberships rather than having to worry about subcontracting them out. Yeah. I think that's really nice. Um, 
obviously, you know, a lot of people can benefit from personal training, but not a lot of people feel like they can afford it. Um, and so kind of let the trainer like figure out what they want to charge. Um, and, you know, build that program up because not everybody can go into a facility like this and, you know, work out on the equipment on their own and see success. A lot of people need that guidance from a coach showing them what to do. And of course you have the group fitness classes, if that's what they're looking for. But if they have a really specific goal, maybe they want to tack on five pounds of muscle or whatever it might be, you know, personal training is a great route to go if you have it available and not all facilities offer it. Yeah. In terms of like when you get a new client coming in the door, what does the process look like after that? Are you guys like putting them through a consultation or anything like that to, to kind of, you know, help them find the best option for them? So what we kind of do is we offer a program that's every other Wednesday and it really helps my personal trainers get involved with the members and for the members to be able to come in and not feel kind of overwhelmed. So we do a fitness 101 and a fitness 102 class. 101 covers all of our cardio equipment and our selectorized equipment. Our, my personal trainers come in and they do that for free for all of our clients. Every other Wednesday they come in, they'll go over and it kind of makes the member more comfortable with them to possibly add personal training or to just figure out how to use the equipment. So 102 covers all of free weights. And if they want to go into depth, no, normally they'll just hire the personal trainer to do that. But Fitness 101 and 102, it's completely free. It's every other Wednesday and people people utilize it. It's, it's very nice for them to be able to come in and be like, well, I didn't really know how to use this plate load piece of equipment and for their trainer to be able to show them. Yeah, that's a really cool um, kind of idea. I've never really heard of anybody doing it that way. Um, of course, you know, I've heard like CrossFit 101, they have to take it if before they become a member, but this is just like an optional every other Wednesday, you have this kind of open class where people can come in and like learn how to use stuff, which is awesome. The more value we yes. can provide to our members, the more important that they feel, the more valued that they feel, the longer they stick around. It's kind of full circle here. And the more comfortable they feel. It's yeah. all about comfort, comfortability, because you got to understand a lot of people are going through their journey and a lot of them are coming that are coming to a 24 hour facility that haven't been in, haven't hired personal training before. They're already kind of uncomfortable coming into the door because they're starting their journey and they, they don't want to be judged or whatever. And with that, if we can make it comfortable and, um, oh, how, how do I say this? Competitive for them, then they can really dive into their fitness journey and establish some goals that they're. Yeah. So, you know, if you have somebody who inquires, like they, you know, they fill out a link on your website or whatever it might be, what's the journey like after that? Do you send them up online? Do they come in in person? Like what? For the gym or for personal training? For the gym. Like if they just wanted to come into the gym, they're not sure what service they want. They just know that they're interested in the gym. Like how do you convert them to a member? So if they go online and they fill out all of their paperwork, I actually have a temp code that I can send them and it gets them in the door. So even if I'm not there, so like, let's say they're, they're filling that out online because they're probably squeezed on time anyway. So normally what I'll do is I'll send out a text message that's direct through my software that says, Hey, welcome to rise fitness. Thank you for joining us. I'm leaving your key, your key cards on the front counter. If you want to come by Monday through Friday, eight to five, we're here. But if not, 
I, here's this temp code that can get you into the door and then you'll be able to pick up your key cards. And then normally they'll pick up their key cards and then they'll start working out. If they have any questions, they'll, eat, they'll either text me right back or email me. Okay, got it. So in terms of, you know, members within the facilities, how big are these facilities? Like how many people are you packing in right now? So Neosho is 11,000 square feet and we have over 900 members here. And then Carl Junction, we just opened up May 5th and it's 9,500 square feet and it's already at 415, 420, somewhere around there. So it's pretty sizable in terms of space and members. Um, Absolutely. What do you guys do to like aid that growth process? Like where, you know, I know that you're in small communities and word spreads fast in small communities, but outside of word of mouth, what are you guys doing to aid that growth process to find new clients? I'm kind of cheating. So I used to own a company called AdWorks and we did a local lead generation through social media. Um, so whenever I build different ad campaigns on Facebook, I literally generate a local lead through Facebook or Instagram. Um, if I need it right now, we've been so busy with registering new memberships. I've kind of just kind of put it on the back burner and haven't been doing hardly any advertising just because if you treat people right, the word of mouth almost takes care of all of it. But on the same flip side, you've got people scrolling on Facebook that probably haven't worked out in 10 years that may want to. And we offer like a 14 day free trial. So you can come into our facility, try our facility out, make sure you like it, and then your membership starts. So a lot of times whenever I'm doing those local leads, I will run a campaign for a 14-day free trial. They'll be able to come in, try out our facility, make sure it's comfortable for them. And nine times out of 10, they ended up end up staying with us. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, you kind of touched on a couple of things like word of mouth in the industry is great. We really don't have to do much for it. When we're pressed for time, it's perfect because all we have to do is have an amazing service, a really quality gym, clean, et cetera. Um, and just be nice to people. We're going to have good word of mouth and it's free. So that's perfect, but it's not controllable. Like we can't say this month, we're going to grow by 32 clients through word of mouth. Like while we would love to project it, it's not something that we can project. We can guess, but it kind of has as employees and seasonality to it in terms of like when people are bringing in friends or when people are talking about us, um, and so that's why people supplement with things like social media, like you talked about with your, you know, advertising and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think the greatest thing about digital advertising is we're able to reach that client who might not necessarily know that we exist. They might not necessarily even be looking for a gym, but they see an ad for a 14 day free trial. They see it twice. They see it that third time. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to get the courage to like click on this link and fill out the information Absolutely. and see see how it plays out and then we're able to change somebody's life and we kind of feel like a superhero right and it's the best feeling um in the world when we're able to do that so you know for you guys i think that's probably what's so great about the fitness industry is people are trying to become the best of themselves Mm. it's unlike any other business model that you'll, you'll ever be involved with because people are genuinely trying to make themselves better by coming into the gym every day. So we have a great opportunity to reach those people and to help them become the best version of themselves when they already made the step to come through the doors. 
So a lot of times, and even like with my new, uh, my new signups. So if somebody comes in and they do that online and I leave their key tags out for them, what I do is I'll put their name on their key tags and they'll come pick it up. And I give away a couple of free day passes for family and friends. And then it also has that 14 day trial on a uh, QR code so they can scan it and they can get their 14 day free trial if they want to as well. And I do that with every one of my members, my new memberships that I sign up. And a lot of times they'll bring somebody in and be like, Hey, a day pass is $10, which we make it expensive because this is a membership based business. Um, we don't necessarily want people coming in and paying day passes and stuff like that. We want them to be consistent coming to the gym. So whenever we do that, it works excellent. Yeah. So I kind of want to touch on one thing, like why the free 14 day free trial? Like why was that the offer that you decided to go with Brian? I feel like two weeks gives you enough time to really decide whether you can possibly stick to it or if it felt right for you. Um, we live in a time where everyone is busy and for them to make it, most people that are signing up for that trial, they need 14 days to be able to try to get in here. And I think once they get into the door and they see how nice the facility is and how, how well it's upkept and all the amenities that they get offered with it, that's what keeps them coming back after that. We just have to get them in the door within that 14 days, if that makes sense. Yeah. During the 14 days, are you guys doing any sort of like follow-ups with them? Because I know that like a lot of times when people are offering, you know, free week, even like three free sessions or whatever it might be like with the studio model, you get somebody to come in like two times and then like they fall off the wagon or they don't want to buy. So we lose track of them for that third, you know, class. So for you guys, like, are you doing any sort of follow-ups during the 14 days to help them convert? Currently I'm not, I do have those options through my software to be able to send them a text message after seven days. If I need to, we just have not had enough people cancel and not come anymore after they sign up for the 14 day trial. It's probably, and I know this sounds crazy, it's probably less than 5% that actually cancel, that don't end up coming to the gym. Yeah, I mean, and you're providing a lot of value. So there's probably not really anywhere for else. For 20 bucks, they're like, I'll keep it. And if I go twice a month, it's worth it. Heck, once a month. I mean, like down in the <laughs> south, like for me, yeah. you can't go anywhere for less than twenty dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, kind of want to touch on something because I think that this is a really good topic for us to discuss that is relatable for people listening to the show, and that is the idea of like challenges and things that you've run into along the way, or maybe that you're currently running into in terms of like bottlenecks. Um, what, what would you say is that one thing for you and what have you done to kind of work on overcoming that? So my biggest thing was everything's automated. So through your software, my first provider that I went through for our software and running all of our automated payments, there was, there was no way for me to follow up unless I did it manually. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of time. So when you have seven, 800 members, and let's say, you know, 10% of those go into default every month or whatever it is, I know mine sticks right around 7%. Whenever that was doing that with my old software, there were some kinks in that software. And I lost a lot of members just due to the fact that 
we never got new debit card information or there was no follow-up with them. Whenever I went, whenever I switched over to my new software about two years ago, now I have it automated to where if they default on a payment, most of the time it's because they shut their card off or an insufficient funds or something along those lines. Whenever that happens now, that automation automatically sends out a, hey, your card came back insufficient, lost or stolen. And nine times out of 10, they'll hit me right back up and say, hey, go ahead and pull that on Monday. Or, oh my gosh, I forgot I switched my debit card or credit card. Here's my new number. Since I've done that, it has been so much easier. The, the biggest thing with owning a gym is you can get lost in a lot of different aspects, you know, trying to grow, handling all of your marketing, especially if you're small you want to try to handle that. So you keep cost low for your, your members. So when I was having to do that constantly and be the one that was texting them and being like, Hey, sending out 70 of those every other Friday, whatever it is, is a lot of time. So whenever I switched to that new software, that was probably the, one of the best things that I did. Yeah, definitely. And I think that you're absolutely right. Like if our software isn't in tune, we end up losing a lot of members without ever really realizing, especially when you have, you know, 900 members in one facility. I mean, chances are on any given week, you know, you're going to have like 40 or so discrepancies coming, whether it be they got a new card, insufficient funds, whatever it might be. And like, if you don't have the right software, you're never going to know that hey, I just lost 40 members. Um, yeah. You go and you look at your numbers and you're like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, I yeah. need to follow up with these 40 people. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, have kind of systems in place to kind of check in on current members. Um, you know, do you guys follow up with your current members at all outside of like when you see them in the gym? Not a ton, um, just because I'm from Neosho and I know a ton of people i've done a lot of coaching in the in the community I actually graduated from here um but with growing and opening up those new facilities i know that's something that we will have to add in with our software and i know that that's something that we can do from the software that we use um, i just don't utilize it right now yeah totally it can be automated too. like set it mm-hmm. up like so that they receive some sort of communication from you because like ultimately like we would love all of our members to be active members coming in you know at least twice a week but in facilities like this it's pretty common that if we have 900 members like probably only about half of them are active active and then we have some stragglers in between that come in like once or so a week um and so you know that's another great tool but moving on from that if I could hand you a magic wand Brian and I was like all right time to give you some Disney magic um you can you know you've reached all your goals talk to us about what that big picture would look like big picture oh I mean the end goal is to help as many people as you can possibly help reach their their fitness goals that they're wanting to get to um, but big picture for me, I mean, probably owning a hundred different locations. Um, I'm pretty ambitious, I'm young, I'm only 37 years old, young quotation marks. Um, but I love this industry. I love what it does. I love watching people grow. I love watching people change. There's so many stories that people come up and say, Hey, this changed my life. You know, I lost 250 pounds and it's like, it's crazy the kind of service that we get to provide and help people. 
and I, I just want to keep doing it and utilizing it and hopefully living to the potential that we all have. Yeah. Um, I like that you say, you know, you want to help as many people as possible, because I think that like, for most of us, that's like kind of our goal here is like, yeah, we want to help as many people as possible. And not everybody who gets into this industry realizes that like, we can do that while also making like a decent living. If we figure out how to do things like the right way, um, we can be super profitable. We can, you know, provide employment opportunities for people to have a career and not necessarily just a job. A lot of personal trainers, like join us um, and they have to work two other jobs to be able to like make a living right Um, but if we're doing things right we can provide employment opportunities for people and a decent living for ourselves and our families and it's such a it's such a good feeling Um, what's a word of advice Brian that you would give somebody who was maybe new to the industry just getting started um, and you know maybe like for example they're going to open up a gym next week what would you tell them Oh, uh, I would, if you're really wanting to open up a gym, I would go work for somebody that owns a gym that's successful. Um, and I necessarily wouldn't go open a gym that's next door to them to try to compete with them. I think that would be kind of cliche, but I would definitely go work with somebody that knows what they're doing first, make sure that you like it, fill it out. Um, because owning a business isn't always pretty. Um, and it's not always easy. A lot of people don't see the backdoor stuff that you do. And if it's built for you, then great. But it might make you change your perspective on being a business owner. Um, because it's it's a lot different than just being a personal trainer. Um, being a personal trainer is more of a one-on-one thing. You don't have so many other things pulling on you. You know, overhead, cost, projections, Um all of it, all of the stuff that in, entails owning a business. Um, so I would go to work for somebody. And even if that was for free, um, to be able to learn, see what kind of programs that they utilize. There's so many different options as far as like YouTube and Facebook groups that you can be involved in that will lay out most of the problems that they have and how they fix them. Um, there's so much, so much silly stuff. Like the other day I got on Facebook, one of my Facebook groups and they were talking about vacuums. What was the best vacuum they could use for rubber flooring? And that's a really weird thing to think about whenever you're talking about owning a fitness center. But at the same time, if three people have went and bought this one vacuum cleaner and it works great, there's no reason to change the model. So people pouring into you and, being able to help you genuinely through those avenues, you can learn so much from other people. People are our greatest asset. Yeah. I think that's something sometimes we forget that too, when we're in a business owner, like we're in, we're in that kind of role. It's like, we always think that we know best. It's our business. Like, let me figure it out on my own. I don't need to look for help, but it's like, that's a mindset that's like really limiting and you should be looking out in the world for ways to grow because there's definitely somebody who knows something that you don't. Um, so I appreciate that little tidbit. What's the Instagram page for the gym? It is Rise Fitness. I think that's what it is. Is that bad? That's how you can tell my age, by the way, too, because I'm not a big Instagram guy. I'm Facebook. That's 30-year-olders. 
and above. <laughs> Rise of Fitness on Instagram. Go check them out, guys. Um, Brian, thank you today. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for your insight. This was a great conversation. And, you know, hopefully we could provide some value to somebody out there. And for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.